2: Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. Uh, we're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co host uh, of the Huddle. Coach, yeah. yes, all right.
3: <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Bobby Herbert King, yeah, you know the name already. It's Merced. Ha <laughs> It's a six rig game show. Can't forget the name though. Got jazz, blue, vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real poor alive from the Hall-Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and or green. We see the six rig champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane. That's never still putting damage What's wrong with us? Seriously.
2: What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans.
1: Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricanes sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes.
2: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. Uh, we're really excited actually to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co host uh, of the Huddle.
3: Coach, yes, all right.
4: <laughs> First time, time of the year.
3: Miami <laughs> Hurricanes, yeah. you know the name. Already, it's Merced, ha ha It's a six-rig game show, can't forget the name though. Got jazz blue vision DJ break the game code Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up, real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium, Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the six-rig champs, it's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane, that's never still putting camera to
0: squad.
3: What's wrong with us?
2: Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans.
1: Welcome to the Six Rings Canes Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane Sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go canes.
2: What on everybody? Welcome back um to our fashionably late edition of uh Six Rings Canes going on all you uh, listen we got we got stuff to talk about today for real so uh glad to be back yeah. here what's going on blue vish
5: dj I guys good good now?
2: good good can't complain
5: sound like we make up things the rest of the time and we have real things to talk about today
2: yeah we just you know <laughs> we fly no by filler field.
6: today no filler
2: uh dj i know you're probably you're probably particularly interested in one one specific topic of conversation. Yeah, today.
6: actually, very.
2: So, uh, so we're pretty, pretty excited to talk about it because I think the finally, uh, the Hurricanes made some moves in the transfer portal, and yeah,
4: you moves. know, R.I.P. to Barry Jackson saying that we couldn't get anyone in the portal anymore because there's no nil money or whatever argument he was trying to make a couple of weeks ago. But yes, yeah, that, that things have happened. The last
2: time, that might be the last time we mentioned that guy's <laughs> name on this show. That's for sure. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> uh but anyways yeah let's get right <laughs> into it because uh i think that's you know let's <laughs> get
4: the show she gets the show <laughs> yeah. dj we still need a tight end right
6: there is a, there will, a tight end we'll talk will, about, about die on that now. hill i will die yeah. on this hill
4: there
2: is a tight end we will talk about a little bit <laughs> later and uh, uh blue i want you to kind of chime in on him uh on, on cool about him but um Before we get to that, uh, let's 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 go right into it. The Canes announced two commitments in the last what few hours, so kind of crazy, right? We we've been seeing all the signals, all the bat signals, as we like to call them, uh, from all the coaches and everybody kind of talking it up. How you know it looks like we might get something coming in, you know, giving these uh, these signals and whatnot. And and finally, a couple of guys landed today. It looks like these are some of the guys that have been recruited, you know, recently, but you know that that of course the coaching staff has had their eye on. The first one I want to talk about, though, is the uh, Nebraska running back, Ajay Allen, who has three years of eligibility left. Uh, however, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, DJ, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this right off the bat. You know, it's a nice size back, 5'11", about 190 pounds, pretty, you know, pretty decent size, not, not a small guy by any means, not a huge guy either. But kind of your prototypical size for a running back, 5'11", six feet tall, more or less. Um, what can you talk to me? What can you say, you know, about a Jai Allen playing over in, in Nebraska? You got to see a little bit of him. Mm-hmm. He's also had some injuries, right? So he's coming off an injury, if I'm not mistaken. And so a lot of that's the knock on him. Oh, the Canes went after another running back with injury issues. Well, DJ, talk to me. Is that something to be concerned about? Or what can we what are we going to get out of a guy like a Jai Allen?
6: Well, when healthy, you're going to get a guy who's a very shifty running back. He's not the biggest. I believe he's 5'11". but He had uh, 33 carries for 190 yards and a couple touchdowns before he went down with the injury in September. Like you said, it was a collarbone injury. He played the backup running back role to Anthony Grant at Nebraska. He's very shifty. He's very quick with his feet. He can explode through holes and you know, he is very he's a very kind of bowling ball physical type of running back as well. He's, uh, He's a very good prototype in terms of a running back. It's what you want. And you know, as far as you know, the collarbone injury and people concerned about, oh, we're getting another, you know, injury prone running back or whatever. This is a position where you have a lot of depth. So you can afford to take a flyer on a guy like Allen who has tremendous talent and, you know, you have other guys in the room as well. So he's not going to be your feature guy. Um, You know, he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school and Miami definitely got another good one. And, you know, three years left of eligibility, I think, you know he may not be able to make the biggest splash in the running back room just because there are so many bodies and so many mouths to feed but he's definitely a really really good guy and another source of talent at a position that already has a bunch
2: yeah blue when you when you see a guy like a Jai Allen who has 3 years of eligibility yes he is coming off an injury so it kind of gives him time to be able to recuperate rehab his injury you know, not be rushed to have to come in and say I'm going to be the bell cow of this of this offense. But you know, when you're also talking about depth, this I think this is the right move from a depth perspective. Considering if you know, God forbid, some of the guys in front of him get hurt, this is a now we're talking about a guy who's I don't want to say formidable, but a really good option to kind of come in and get some playing time. What can you talk talk to me about uh, a Jay? Uh, excuse me, a Allen.
5: Well, first of all, I mean, I remember during the spring, Matt rule when he came aboard was really intrigued by him. I mean, you know, I mean, he looked at what he had is, is, as uh, DJ said, he had, he, he does have some breakaway speed. Uh, He's not just a tackle the tackle guy, you know, all the time uh, because of his power. You see, that's the one thing that, you know, these running backs have to figure out, you're never going to, you know, I can always bounce everything outside, not at the college level. I mean, unless you're a Chris Johnson or your guy that runs into four, three, low four, three range, but this is a guy that had kind of mixed it up uh, from tackle to tackle kind of, you know, picked out his holes, very uh, athletic coming out of high school. I remember that a lot of people had talked about him, uh, his vision, his ability to, um, catch the ball out of the backfield, good blocker too. So, yeah, I think he kind of fits right in, kind of helps ease in some of the younger guys, uh, you know, and gives them now a, a fairly um, a fairly crowded uh, room because now you have two guys plus him, a little experience, uh, but he does and he, he kind of conquered uh, the first two years of his career. So he's been in college for two years, so he kind of got that out of the way. So I think – listen, you know, I mean, you weren't going to pick up a marquee kid. You weren't going to pick up a five-star guy right now. I mean, let's face it. So, I mean, here you got a guy who's, as he said, serviceable and somebody who fits in with uh, what Miami's doing in, in the room.
2: Yeah, Vish, you know, obviously we've all been talking <laughs> about, you know, the, the the running back room may not be the first thing you think about when it comes to – you know, having to add somebody in the transfer portal. However, we saw last year, right. The, uh, the issues that we had at that position. Um, and we had some, what we thought were some, some really, really good, uh, you know, options there at that, at that position. Now you got to replace some guys, obviously some guys from transfer portal, some guys from graduation. And then, you know, behind guys like Henry, Henry Parrish and, uh, Don Cheney, Yeah. You've got two really good freshmen in Fletcher and Chris Johnson, uh, <clears throat> and you've got Travante Citizen coming off an of injury. But those are kind of unproven guys, right? That that really haven't gotten on the field. And, and then you got Terrell Walden, who's, you know, a kid that can come in and you know maybe get a couple carries here and there. Not a terrible back, but now you had a guy like Allen. Um and I think that this running back room has a little more confidence now for not only for the coaching staff, for the fan base, to kind of say, okay. Now we've got you know three or four guys that can really come in and play. Uh, I, I think it was a much needed uh, spot to to fill at, at running back.
4: Yeah, and I, I think he fit, fits a need, assuming he's healthy, of course, and he retained his explosiveness that that has, is lacking there. I think we you know we've talked a lot about how Cheney's the most complete bag and kind of do everything, and Chris Johnson's a track guy, is lightning fast, but he's a freshman, and so this kind of fills that. Role, you can see them recruiting the type a little bit here. This is an explosive kid that can make big plays out of the backfield. And that was something that we missed across the board, not just at running back, but at every position. That's where, you know, before Van Dyke got injured, it was a lot of we're great between the 20s. You know, part of that is because you don't have the explosiveness to take it in from the 30s, the 40s, the 50s to get stuck. Right. scoring in the red zone is hard for everyone. Obviously with us, it was even worse because we just weren't good offensively, but getting that explosiveness is, is it's huge for this, for this team. And hopefully they can find a way to get the ball in his hands. Cause he's, he's a kid that can take it the distance and, and we just, we need playmakers period. And and he's that. So whether, you know, whether he's going to get a ton of carries, probably not, you know, you got Parrish, you got Chaney, those are going to be your primary guys, but he'll bring a different element home run ability and big play to the position which this team needs. We, we were hurting for big plays and explosive plays last year, and and it can't all be generated out of the passing game. And It's someone the defense can have to account for. And as, as everyone's mentioned, played major college Big Ten football for multiple years already. He's definitely ready to come in and play in the ACC immediately. So I think this is a great depth addition, but also – um, someone that we can um, that we can get that brings a unique skill set as well. So I think there's chances for him to not just provide depth, but to to supplement the running back room as is.
2: I got a question for Blue, but real quick before we get to that, I know uh, Kings today. Blue looks like a legend. Uh, is is does not looks like funny. it
4: is 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 a legend.
2: He also Kings today also asked, are we getting a wide receiver? Please, that's all I'm asking for. We'll definitely get to that in just a second. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about the wide receiver position. Just yeah, I think
4: it. I think we want to get through that. There's a cup. There's another. You know, get through the two the two kids that committed today, and then we'll yeah, talk about sure. potential future. Uh...
2: Exactly, exactly. Um, real quick before we get on to the next guy, though, Blue, are you surprised that we didn't go after Alta McCaskill uh, from Houston, who entered the transfer portal because of his his uh, obviously association
5: too? Oh. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, you <laughs> know, here I here I thought that you'd have an opportunity to get somebody that, you know, your, your uh, coordinator knows pretty well. That's, it's kind of surprising, you know, I mean it, uh, but there's so many things that that go on now, you, you you know, there's really nothing ever, you know, kind of etched in in stone, but um, you know, getting, I mean, I think Miami's done really well for this 24 class. I mean, they, you know, they just really started out. I think they, Right now, they're going to do a kind of a combination type of thing uh, between the portal and and certainly this class. But no, I was kind of surprised, uh, being that uh, you know your OC had a pretty good relationship with them. Yeah. For the sure. one thing I would
4: say on that, though, and I, I don't really know much about the kid and his abilities, but we should not be picking up a bunch of players from from Houston, <laughs> right? I mean, we kind of we kind of joked about this or maybe i did but um you know that manny's not picking up any of our players out of the portal for penn state is he were these really miami kids if all these defensive players are jumping into the portal that he recruited he doesn't want any of them and we've also kind of talked a lot about how how many of our kids are ending up at smu like we should be a level above smu and houston talent and on the penn state level and we clearly haven't been right because There's a happy landing spot for a lot of our players. Yes, they know Lashley. Yes, they know his offense. But also, kids in Miami—if they're transferring out of Miami—if they're actually Miami talent—shouldn't be going to SMU. And the same thing goes the other direction. Like, I'm sure there are Miami caliber players at Houston. Some of them, yeah, right, but not all of them. And so we probably—if you're looking at the talent flatly—Allen's a much higher-rated prospect. So we aimed higher. Well,
2: not only that, I think McCaskill is probably looking for more of a you Know more, more, more snaps, right? I think he's probably looking at more. Oh, I, I kind of want to start or whatever. Whereas, whereas Allen coming off an of injury, three years of eligibility, still has time to kind of grow and develop. Whereas McCaskill is kind of an older guy, so I think that that's the reason. Maybe, um, you don't get a lot of guys, like you said. Yeah, I am, I am peeking at it, so it is true.
4: I mean, I, I, I would, I would make fun of him, but I full on like watched a Cowboys playoff game while commenting on it during one of our shows.
6: Uh,
2: you know, this happens sometimes. <laughs> kind of tough. It's kind of tough not to watch what they're doing right now, which is pretty amazing. But um, I left because there was too much talent in the Nebraska running back group. Why would he come here? Um, I, I think,
4: I think you're drawing a conclusion from facts that are not entirely in evidence. Um, I don't know that that's why. DJ, he came is here.
6: that true? Do you feel like it was too much of a crowded room there? That room is full. That room is full, and Matt Rule likes what he sees in that room. Um, you know, I think he there was recruiting in the Texas area from Brian Applewhite, who was here during the Scott Frost era, the final season that Frost was at Nebraska, which was last year. Frost gets fired. Allen really has no ties to Nebraska anymore. I could see why he would want to enter the portal, especially since Matt Rule brought in. An entirely new coaching staff. Now that Nebraska running back room is crowded, and that is actually one of the questions I had for you guys. Why would Allen come here when Miami already has, you know, a good sizable room of running backs?
4: Well, just real quick, because I'm going to answer that question. But um, um, if anyone has an aversion to hearing someone chomp on ice, you might want to, you know, turn your speakers down. But um, you've been warned. But I actually don't necessarily <laughs> agree with that because I think it's the second part that DJ touched on: new coaching staff, building new relationships. Right? Maybe he doesn't like them. It's one thing to go in there and compete for a position <clears throat> with coaches you have a trusting relationship with. It's a totally different one to do it with new guys that you have no relationship. Alan was with. the only one that left, though. So right, but but I'm... again, it's doing it with with um, with um, with a, with a, a staff you have no relationship with a totally different thing why does he trust those coaches maybe he trusts our coaches more like there's all sorts of things that go into to making that decision it's not just i don't want to compete i'm getting out of here it's new if it was scott frost and the same coaches there that's a different story entirely this is a whole maybe he doesn't like their coaches like these are people he does not know they weren't who he recruited committed to play with yeah. These are completely different coaches, now, and different which is teams. which is a much likelier explanation than I'm afraid of competition, especially when, as we said, we we have competition here. We think there's a role for him here. It's definitely not a starting role. It's frankly not even in the primary backup role. That's going to be Parrish and Cheney in some order. But he showed up here. So I don't think it's fair to to say, you know, there was too much competition. He got crowded out of the room. I think it's a lot of who are these guys that just showed up here? I don't like them. Or they're not they're not the guys that recruited me there's no relationship there i'm gonna start looking around hey i like miami better i'd rather be there that, that's a that's a much in my opinion obvious more obvious answer than he didn't want to wanna deal with competition because he didn't he didn't get handed a starting or even a backup job here he's coming in at best as third string right so
5: so and he I, probably I was in that situation in Nebraska too. yeah I don't think
4: competition was as much yeah. to do with it as when coaches get fired and they move on like a lot of yeah. players like i don't as much as we say you should commit to the program not the coach that's a farce i like, well, let's be real here you're, you're working work. you're working under a coaching staff and and you're working i see the chat and i'll show all these i know jazz about to tell me make sure you show all that stuff i got it uh, but uh but uh, um but i think you know, we always say, oh, commit to the program. That's that's BS. You're committing to the coaching staff. That's who you're working with. Those are your bosses.
2: Yeah, there's no such thing as loyalty to Yeah.
4: Well, it's also like if a different person runs it, like this program being run by Al Golden, being run by Manny Diaz, being run by Mark and being run by, by Mario Cristobal, four different programs. <laughs> so what yeah. are we talking about, right? Matt Rule came in there and he'll, you know, he's probably not going to do worse than Scott Frost. Maybe he'll improve it. Maybe the program will take off. Maybe he's going to do great there but still yeah. not the same program that, that this kid that Alan signed up to play at. So of course he's going to start looking around. Like, to me, that's just natural. I, I don't really, I'm not really
5: worried about that. But DJ brought up a good point. I mean, he probably would have be, been behind you Anthony were, Grant and you also Gabe, number two. and Well, he was in Gabe Irvin and then they got the two freshman kids that came in uh, last year to the, the kid, uh, Ives who a lot of people think is real, yeah. real good. And the Emmett Johnson kid. So, uh, yeah, there I mean he it wasn't any guarantee that he probably would even been third or fourth when when the season started. So, you know, I mean, you take your chances, but I know that when Rule came in and and the guys that he brought, you know, the, some of the young kids that he got just in this last um in this last recruiting class, uh, the kid Ives was one of the uh, the Quentin Ives kid was one of the top players and also like I said, uh the Emmett Johnson so you had two freshmen and then what, Gabe Irvin's only a sophomore. So Grant was the only guy with experience and uh, you know you look at it just like uh, I think uh, what um, what Rambo did that year. I mean, you look at Rambo and he was shoot, come on. He was a, a just a major talent, but all those receivers that Oklahoma brought in and how ironic it was after <laughs> after he came here, they started all leaving Oklahoma, but um chances you take but I agree with Vish and I think this is a guy that uh, certainly you know he's got the two years under his belt of just being in the college atmosphere and that makes a big deal because you know I mean when you come in now you're a little bit more confident you've you know kind of adjusted in the classroom a little bit and on the football field I think Miami's you know this is sort of like coming into a different environment as far as how Mario runs things it's a you know, he'll, he'll drive you away if you're not used to it. Believe me, it's like a one of those quote-unquote heat cultures. Uh, you yeah. know, they they run you into the ground, and you you know you sometimes, Oh, maybe this isn't for me. But uh, but I think that what they did, they did their homework, and obviously they've got to understand. You know, it's just are we bringing in a guy that's gonna you know not fit in? They, they you know it's sort of like you have to do background checks. You have to do what you know. So the guy was hurt, but before he was hurt. You know, and I'm sure they talk to people. I'm sure they talk to high school coaches and people who recruited him and, you know, what his capabilities are. And uh, now it's up to them to bring that out.
1: Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% Every time,
1: and if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.
2: Yep, I agree. Uh, I got to answer this one question. The one right on top of that. Cheney might fall back in the RB group. Fall back where? Where is he falling back? Cheney's nah, the best on the team. Cheney's the best. Ba- if you ask me, this is my opinion. But uh, I think a lot of people agree with that. Uh, Don Cheney is the best back on this team. Uh, when he's healthy, and he is healthy, uh, he, he, his explosive this, his strength, his his vision, everything. Yeah, he's the best back on this team. Uh, I, I don't I don't know where he would fall back to. And yeah, and Paris
5: is really good too. Another really good back. Um, games tabby. You know that's what he's got yeah, over everybody on in in the, in the room. is Paris just played more games and uh, you know as experienced and as talented as Chaney is he hasn't played that much
2: he hasn't he hasn't and i know everybody says when he is healthy and i've been guilty of saying that also but i think that we need to kind of just stop saying that and
4: just i mean there there's no there's no evidence that he's got some kind of chronic injury that should impact him going they It's all been that, different type of injuries. Exactly. Yeah, it's all just been, you know, I hate to say it's bad Both luck. legs, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Bad, bad luck more than anything else. And I think he knows and the coaches know and everyone in the program knows he's the guy.
6: Yeah. If he's oh.
4: that he's the guy. That's why, you know, you see kids transfer while – the reason he hasn't transferred, he knows all I gotta do is stay healthy, yeah, right? And this, and 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 I gotta do that anywhere. No one's playing an injured player, so yeah, I can stay yeah. healthy just as well here as 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 anywhere else. And I know how talented I am, and the coaches know it. and Everyone recognizes that within the program. Like, I think you're gonna see some. And Parrish is good. Make no mistake, like Jazzy is. is good. Is. He's a, he's a good running back, but Absolutely. this is this is a whole other level of play. I think. You're gonna see elite talent if he's healthy yeah, that that, yeah, I that you're gonna forget existed there. Like he would have been playing in front of Knighton as well. Like this is this is someone that that would have was the best running back in that class that we, we could have possibly brought in and just
5: Yeah, no, I agree. And then Fletcher comes in and he elevates the room too, because this is a kid. I think when Fletcher gets things going, um, he's a big 10 type of back. He runs downhill. I mean, it's a big guy. I mean, you know, we don't have anybody that size. You know, I don't, you know, he's just a, a huge guy that he comes out of the backfield, whether it's from the line of scrimmage or coming out of the backfield on passing down. He's a terror. You're not going to be able to bring him down by the shirt. And, uh, you know, and that's where a lot of people are just, you know, especially if he's paired in with a linebacker, you know, like, a lot like Lamar Miller used to do. I mean, he was big, he's bigger than Lamar Miller, but that same, you know, he's going to be, you know, at the beginning just trying to. F- you know, when he gets in there, he's going to have Cheney. He's going to have a couple other backs, but I think that when Fletcher gets things going and it could be this year, uh, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be that guy. It's going to, you know, do those wheel routes. He's going to be that guy who's going to get, catch that real short pass in space and then let him do his own thing. And then he'll get his line from scrimmage. But as Vish alluded to, I mean, you know, he, you know, we've got, the backs that can run from the line of scrimmage now. And it's just uh, a guy that size kind of softens things up for you. All
2: right, let's talk about real quick about Jadaeus uh, Richard. Um, and we'll bring we'll bring Mel on in a second, uh, but I want to get your takes on Jadaeus Richard as well. Another I, – I, I think this is an even bigger uh, land today as uh, the Kings get a, another solid defensive back out of another SEC school – yeah, I know, I know, it's it's Vanderbilt, but <laughs> but listen, um, you know, this is a good pickup. This is a solid pickup at a at a position where I think we needed another guy, uh, Jadais Richard. I, I think I'm saying his name right. Uh, first name Judeus. Uh He's a cornerback, a big kid out of out of uh, out of Vanderbilt. Six six two, two hundred pounds. So he's a nice size, kind of like the same size that uh, Tyreek was more or less here as well. So kind of like that big physical. Uh, cornerback that could come in and and make some noise. Uh, Blue, what do you know about Julius, uh Richard?
5: Well, the thing I know about him is is what what I've heard a lot from um uh from uh, um oh, man, uh, uh Tuan Russell. Uh Tuan's kid plays uh, at uh, Vandys. He's, he's actually the other he's on the other was on the other side and you know this is a kid is 200 pounds you know, six 200 pounds. I mean, he, I remember when he was coming out of high school, he, you know, out of West Monroe in Louisiana, very intelligent guy. I mean, you're here, here you're getting a guy who, you know, certainly uh, has come from great stock in high school uh, because West Monroe is always top 10, 12 in the nation. Um, a guy that, uh, you know, can, when he needs to not only, you know, cover, but also a kid that could tackle. Um, you know, last year, I I think it was last year or yeah, last year he played against Florida and had a really, really good game against Florida. Uh, yeah. I, you know, you look at that guy, I mean, and, and, you know, you know, as well as I do, I mean, when you get that, like the Roland Smith stock out of high school, and then you send him on to the uh, Vanderbilt, which has good coaching, I mean, you know, I mean, like I always said, I mean, they're in a what arguably have one of the toughest schedules in the country year in and year out playing that SEC school. He's a guy that's going to come in. And, you know, he's a the kid is a long jumper on the, um, uh, the track team. He runs, he was uh, at an 11, 11 flat, uh, you know, and as, as a kid who can run pretty fast. And I just think he's an intelligent guy and you won't have to tell him things five times. Um, but I think the biggest thing that Jadeus brings to the table is the fact that he has got some really, really good size and he's played against high level competition.
4: And again, it's another, it's a depth, right? Like just as much depth as you can bring at that position. Sure, like we and, and we talked a lot about How and and we'll probably talk about this a little bit, you know, positions in need. And we've certainly talked a lot about the front seven, right? But one way you can help the front seven is to be able to cover. And and we just need, we need options on the defensive backfield. I think we're very comfortable at safety, corner much less so. And this just adds more depth. Injuries happen. You get into different package coverages. You get into teams that play a lot of receivers. You got to go to your third and fourth guys on a lot of plays if you're starting to talk about and he's going to probably push for a starting role, but even as the nickel, you know, coming in and, and being able to cover like this is we're, we're going away from having to use someone with no experience or someone with limited experience to, Hey, this guy started in the sec. It was blue, used to playing its big time competition. And, yeah. and, and, and I want to tie this into a question we had earlier too, about, um, about, um, you know, is this going to – with Allen, and is this going to turn off, you know, 24 recruits because, you know, we want to bring in more running backs. We are – again, I, can, I feel like I say this every week. We need to take – you know, we need to just come to terms with where we are as a program. That's yeah, not going to hurt anything. Yeah, but we, we do not have the talent to ever turn away. I don't care what position it is. A, ta- a kid starting in the SEC, even if it's Vanderbilt, um, you know, you can get their best – you get you get the best corner off of an SEC team, even if that team is Vanderbilt. You take it and you run, and that's what we did. So we'll figure out how to use him. Maybe he'll start. Maybe he'll be the nickel. He's going to make an impact. And this is what building depth in looks like. Ideally, you know, a year or two from now I get to the point where you have starting caliber players that aren't in the too deep because they got a
2: – Right,
4: gap. right. And right now we're not even close. So right. bring them all in.
2: It takes, time. Yeah. it takes time. It takes time. And, and DJ brought up a great point uh, back uh, in the back, DJ. These guys might have ties, believe it or not, right, to to this program, to the coaching staff. They're both Louisiana guys. Yeah. And we know Guidry and both Shannon Dawson are both Louisiana guys, so they may have recruited them. I'm sure.
5: Guys. Yeah, I'm sure. So – Because he was a high level kid coming out jazz and, you know, coming out of high school and played at a really good program. And remember he came out of high school as a safety. So, you know, so he, Mm -hmm. he showed the agility to when, when you could show the agility and go from a safety to a corner, especially at that level. I mean, if you played at the AAC or, you know, another conference like that, you can understand, but geez, you, you make that move in the SEC and that's pretty impressive, I think. How
2: many years does he have left? I don't know. I don't remember. Is he? Uh, he's is he got old? three, I believe. Three also, nice. Okay, I so, two or three.
5: I, um, trying to think what what uh, I read today uh, about what it where it was. he was. Damn, I thought he was a there. sophomore.
2: That definitely builds some legitimate depth there for sure. Because now you got guys that can be here for a little bit and kind of develop with this team and with the coaching staff yeah. and kind of learn the system. So that's nice. That's that's good to hear. Um. Yeah, those are the two. Those are the two big guys that we that we uh, that we picked up today in the transfer portal. Some re- oh, he's a freshman. There you go, Kane. Today, so okay, oh yeah, okay. Years left. That's that's good. That's yeah. Nice. I know
5: he has a couple of years left. I like that.
3: The Six rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Ring Kane Show. Yeah. The Six rings Kane Show. Ha-ha. You know.